Hi, welcome to the PDYC podcast. The purpose-driven youth chapel of Calvary Baptist Church at Oraka is a youth ministry for young adults and the young at heart. Our mission is to exalt God in worship and raise exceptional leaders for the next generation. Join us as we dive into today's message and I know you'd be blessed. Now, listen to today's message. Glad to be here today. We're talking about giving. Hallelujah. The topic they gave was when we give, we we gain more than the, the topic is very crucial. When we give, we gain more than we give. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a topic, but you can see I, I can't mention it. So I chose a smaller topic. Blessed to be a blessing. Amen. That one you can say, can't you say it? <laughs> if I ask you to say the first one, when you give. You gain more than you give. It's a small statement, but the G's inside are many. Amen. So I just subtitled it, we're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Tell somebody I'm blessed to be a blessing. Good to see you, sir. I respect my library, library international man. All right. Thank you all very much. I see all of you, all of you in various uh, terms, all protocol acknowledged. Amen. All right. Okay. So today, that's what we'll, we'll talk about, and um, we will handle it in three parts, all right? So, Caleb, is it you controlling? You are, okay, great stuff. So we'll handle it in three parts, okay? So we'll do receiving God's blessing, managing God's blessing, and then sharing God's blessing, all right? That's, those are the three lessons that we'll learn today, all right? That's all. We won't do anything else. Receiving God's blessing managing God's blessing, and sharing God's blessing. So we'll do it part one, part two, part three. Amen. Within the 35 minutes that we have here. Amen. All right, so we'll move on to receiving God's blessing. All right. Okay. They wanted to change my slides, but I thought I had uh, done enough work. You can see, right? It's possible. Okay. I, I tried. Caleb, I hear you people that you say I shouldn't put it. So I PDF'd it for them. Okay, so receiving God's blessing. All right, now we're talking about giving. And I think a few years ago, not a few years, quite a number of years ago, um, I went to ICGC, their morning service for one of their greater works. Those days were at uh, Graphic Road. And then um, this preacher was preaching, Mike Murdoch. That was the first time I heard a preaching on receiving. Every time we hear a preaching on giving, all right, and we never hear about receiving. It was a very strange topic for me, but it was a very interesting eye-opener that a lot of us, you know, we hear about giving, but we don't hear about receiving. You don't want to receive. Hello. I've forgotten your name. Forgive me. Grace. Grace. You want to receive. You want to receive. Hallelujah. That's why don't you want to receive. You want to receive, yes, all right. So we're going to talk about receiving God's blessing, amen. All right, and um, we read in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 that God has adopted us as his children. And when we read in Ephesians chapter 1, we'll see all the wonderful that we are spiritual children, hallelujah. And he says he loves us more than we love ourselves. And that we see in, in John chapter 3 verse 16, that God so loved the world that he gave. When somebody gives something to you, what do you do? I want to preach with you. When somebody gives something to you, what do you do? You receive it. Hallelujah. So God gave and you received. Hallelujah. Amen. Without receiving, you cannot give. Amen. Hallelujah. So God gave us and we received. And in John chapter 10, verse 10, he also goes on and tells us that, he, he tells us that what? Uh, but a thief cometh, the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Have it to the full. Amen. So God actually works so that you would have a good life. He wants you to receive a good life. Amen. All right. When we receive God's blessings with gratitude, we manage his blessings faithfully. All right. And we will be filled with joy knowing we are following his will and giving him honor and glory. Let's move on to the next, um, let's move on to the next slide. Just a few, a few fundamentals. In terms of the fact that God gives, hallelujah, when God gives, we, we do what? 
we receive. Amen. We must understand those principles very well. A lot of us, it's very difficult for us to receive something. Amen. It's very difficult for many of us to receive. We, and as we go on, we will understand that we need to build the capacity to receive. Otherwise, we'll limit our capacity to also give. Amen. All right. So God gives, we receive. God owns, we manage. Amen. Everything we have, and we'll go through, but just a few fundamentals. God owns, we manage. God loves, he first loves so we can love. And then God gives so that we can also give. So we, he gives, we receive, and then he, he moves on. Thanks, thanks for moving on. Jesus demonstrated that capacity to receive as well. All right. In Matthew 25, he says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. He said, I was, I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you came to visit me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Jesus built the capacity to receive. Amen. He says, I was hungry and you gave me food. This is Jesus talking about. He says, and when you go down, he says, when did we do this to you? And he says, inasmuch as you did for one of the least of these brethren of mine, you did for me. Jesus received. If you don't make yourself vulnerable to receive, hallelujah, if we don't make ourselves, you know, build the capacity to receive, Jesus was hungry. And Jesus would ask, when he got to the, the Samaritan woman at the well, he says, give me. Did he not say give me? And he says he had the capacity to give him living water. But Jesus still wanted to receive. Because it is in receiving that he can bless. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it is receiving that you can bless. And this is a very important point. That we must learn that we also have to learn to receive. If somebody is coming to bless you, Today, we're doing church in 25. If we don't build the capacity to receive, we cannot grow. Hallelujah. What do we need to receive as a church? We need missionaries. We need apostles. We need to be open to receive. But we can also give to them. Is that right? But if you do not build the capacity to receive. If you do not build the capacity for somebody to be able to help you, we will be limited. Amen. And I think we will see that as we go on. Amen. We must build capacity to receive. And thanks for going there. In Psalm 100 verse 3, it says that, know that the Lord, Deacon, welcome. Thank you. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. In Proverbs chapter 30 verse 8, it says that, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Just give me only what is sufficient. And in Matthew chapter 10 verse 20, it says, Freely have you received. Freely give. Freely we have received. If we don't build the capacity to receive, you must build your capacity to receive. It says, what did you have that you did not, re- that you did not receive? 1 Corinthians 4, 7. It said, if you didn't receive it, why do you boast as though you did not receive it? Whatever that you have. Elena, how are you? Is that Elena? Hey, you are different. <laughs> Good to see you. All right. Whatever that you have, whatever that you, you, you have received, you, you, uh, the, the things has missed. What do you have that you did not receive? And why do you boast as though you did not receive it? And it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. We must be proud to receive. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I'm proud to receive. Whatever you have, if God is coming, like, if I'm going to dash you something, I'm going to dash you 10 CDs, and you say, oh, Bishop, it's okay. Um, I'll take my money. Do you think I'll come again? No. Right? If I give you 10 CDs, you receive it. And you say, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Hello. Look, can I have some more? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a good receiver. Amen. Amen. I think we have been taught not to receive. We have been taught not to receive. But we need to move on from the fact that if we don't receive, we cannot give. So somebody comes and says, Una, your hair is wonderful. He says, oh, we cry. No. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Ah, Gloria, you're looking beautiful today. You're black, too much. Say thank you. 
You look at her face. She's not receiving that thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. We must learn to receive. Amen. When we learn to receive, more will come. Tell somebody, when I learn to receive, more will come. We need to build that capacity to receive. Amen. The apostle Paul said, is that for us in the, as, as for those who are rich, charge those who are rich in this present, charge them not to be haughty, not to settle their hope on, on, of uncertainty or riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Amen. God provides you with a thing to enjoy. Receive it. Amen. Be proud of it. Amen. Amen. You know, you are a good student in school. I'm proud. Look, I'm a, I'm a very good student in school. I receive it. Amen. More will be poured. Amen. Today, a lot of us, that's how come I said, you know, the, the preaching is just three parts. Okay? Receiving, managing, and then sharing. But we need to understand, without your ability to receive, you cannot own it, you don't have it, and you cannot give it away. Those three. If you can't receive it, you don't have it, you don't have it, and you cannot give it away. We must create the capacity to increase. Amen. We must create that, that, that capacity to increase. And in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it tells us that, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to create wealth. God gives you the power to create wealth. Amen. Whatever you have, it is he who has given you the power. Amen. So you received it from the Lord. So if you have the wealth, somebody gave you the power. Amen. That is how come, you know, for people like our parents, you can never do anything because it is they who give you the power. Whatever it is that you are, your mother is the one who gave birth to you. Your father, he gave you the power to come into this earth. Whether he did it right or didn't do it right, today as you are sitting here, it is he who lit the fire. Hallelujah. And you are where you are today. They give us the power. Amen. And therefore, whatever it is, that's how come Anna is very important for them. It says the gift, the gifts from God's power invested are to be received for our enjoyment with thanksgiving, as we see, which he gives us to enjoy. I mean, who gives us everything to enjoy. Amen. All right. Okay, let's go on. The dilemma of receiving. All right. So I'll read uh, the one I highlighted. It says, without learning to receive, we limit our capacity to expand. My wife had a program, had a program this uh, Friday. All right. Um, she has this quarterly floodlight uh, program. I think she sent to some of you. So this quarter, you know, she's planned for the year. And this last quarter, she said that she wanted to do a live program. And I said, okay, no problems. Okay, then um, we said, okay, we'll do live, we'll do live. Okay, we'll do. Live means that, okay, people will come in and then da, da, da. And then when we're getting there, I said, Susie, you have not built the capacity to receive. Charlie? So we cannot do what you want to do. And it is true. You see, if you have an organization and you have not built the capacity to receive, you cannot grow. Amen. If you have not built, the church as it is right now, the church is built. That's how come the church can do a lot of things. Because the church is a receiver. The church, when you come, they say, it's pastor's appreciation. Come and put it here. You see the baskets? They are not moving, no. <laughs> Offering is over. You can walk and come and put it there. The capacity to receive is forever there. You can come here in the middle of the week and come and drop something at the altar. The church is built to receive. So if you have an organization that is built and is able to be managed very well, it can grow. Amen. All right. In order to do something significant, you must build an organization that can grow, that can receive. So I said, Susie, you've not built, because look, there's, there's only so much to what you can sponsor. No, there's only so much to build. Wherever you work, your organization, if it closes its door of receiving, that's it. Mr. Parry, if you close and you say, hey, close, that is it, close for the day. That's it, the business will collapse. If you close for too long, you must open up and receive. And when you open and you receive, that is when you can grow. Amen. All right, being poor and receiving will limit our spiritual, physical, and intellectual growth. This is true for education, business, family, or God's work. All right. And when I was writing this, initially, I just wrote that, okay, being poor and receiving will limit our spiritual. But I realized that it actually applies to every area as well. That if spiritually you don't come here to receive, if you don't join with others to receive, you limit your growth. Every Sunday you must come. 
Every day you must open up. Even intellectually, in school, you think you can sit in your corner and then you alone learn. You say, me, I don't join any study group. Hallelujah. I have exam coming up. Okay? Philip is my classmate. Look, that exam, if I don't do study group, then it means that exam, no. Hallelujah. I must be humble to say that, hey, Philip, you, you attend all the classes. Me, I was working in South Africa. Even today, I'm traveling. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was just telling him, Charlie, from here now, I'm shipping off. Into me, Charlie, my legs, as they are here, they have actually left Ghana. Amen. Me, Trenkeke. Also, Musia, no Hallelujah. Amen. We limit our growth if we don't, even intellectually. All right. In your family life. All right. You must receive. Some of you, you have opened up. You have, you have closed up. Somebody comes and says, I love you. And Grace, the guy has said it, son. You have closed the door. Eh? Bishop, have you closed the door? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We must tell somebody, open the door. You see, you won't say it all. Tell somebody, open the door. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody is bringing you love, but you are sitting like, um, what's your name? <laughs> Lisbeth. You see, Lisbeth has sat down like this. <laughs> she has closed. Hallelujah. I'm traveling. My time is going to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Open up, hallelujah. Tell somebody, open up to receive, amen. Hallelujah. Even for God's work, you need to go out. Go out and bring people. You need to receive. Otherwise, you're not growing. Whatever you're doing, whether it's intellectual, you need to open up. Be willing to, be willing to receive. We have closed up so much. People want to come to you, but every day you have frowned your face. Philip, why have you frowned your face? Hello, smile, so that people will see your face. <laughs> I'm not talking about Philip. You know? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, and I, I wrote something. You know, when we're in school, remember NCNC? No contribution, no job. Who are the people who did no contribution, no job? Those who wanted to share. Those who never wanted to share, they were alone, like me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll go and sit on top of the locker and eat my food. Nobody sees me inside my locker. <laughs> and so when they are also doing their mismiss of uh, Gary and all the things, me too, I won't be there because me too, I'll be at the top there. It is when you want to contribute. Hallelujah. We need to open up. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, open up. Amen. We need to open up and receive God's blessing. Amen. God has blessings for us, but we have, we have, we have closed up. And if you don't receive the blessings... So the blessings in terms of receiving also include your capacity at work. Hallelujah. You need to open up that capacity so that you receive. Amen. You need to open up intellectually so that you can receive. If you don't open up and say, Charlie, you know what? I don't know this thing. You know, for teach me. Somebody is doing something. Say, Charlie, every day, as he said, the boss, he comes to you. Can you spend some 30 minutes every day after work and teach me what, what it is? Charlie, me too, I want to learn. If that person is closed, that person will tell you, oh, no, I won't give you. Ah, no worries. You jump to Una. Una, I say you know that thing, eh? But if it, like you know they do. So can you teach me? Una will say, oh, me, I'll teach you. Una will teach you. The next time you realize, ah, who call Philip? Or Philip, he's closed. He's the only one who passed in the class. Amen. Say, <laughs> so, Philip, it be you that. Make us say one call because Philip closed up. And to who? No, no, Philip, on your first class. And you oh, Philip, on your first class. Now, Philip, now, now, Charlie, you stop. And then like those things in there, this thing. So, hey, Bishop, you there? <laughs> and then you, you pass. But the point is that we need to open up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. However, we cannot give until we receive. Amen. So we need to expand our capacity for, for growth. Hallelujah. We need to expand. Every day you realize that the businesses, they are growing. They are expanding their capacity. They said there's a new channel. There's IP. 
Charlie, by the time you realize he's doing a course there, there is uh, data science. By the time you realize the person is doing a course here, there is this. By the time you realize the person is doing a course here, he's expanding their capacity. Don't get stuck. Open up. Amen. Because if you don't open up, there'll be nothing that you have that you can give. Amen. All right. So, it says, when we come to the realization that all we have, all we have is from the Lord. When we come to that realization that everything we have, everything we have, it's like I've missed one, uh, but maybe I'll come to it. Okay, no, I'll come to it, yeah. If we come to the realization that all we have is from the Lord, our outlook changes of what, how much do I have of God that is mine to how much of God do I keep for myself. So if you come and you say that, look, all I have is from the Lord. Because I have received. I have received. Some of you, or some of us will say that, shall I have been given some, but I have not seen the receiving. Amen. How many of you have said that before? Una, you have said it before. I can see it in your face. Amen. Una has said it. You said it. Good. The rest of you are not telling the truth. Una has told the truth. <laughs> Bishop, welcome. Yeah. If you say I have been given some, Oh, really? Where did you get from to receive, to give? You received it. Amen. All right. When we come to that realization that everything we have, then you ask yourself rather the last question. You said, how much of God's do I keep for myself? Because everything belongs to God. Amen. There's a book by a guy called Stanley Tam called, called God Owns My Business. Right. You can go and um, search it out sometime and read it. All right. A man who decided to give 100% to God. Amen. I'll need to find it. It's been a while since I wrote. But when you realize that everything you have, that the money that I am earning to today, that the power to make wealth was from him, that everything I have is God who gave it to me, then you realize, you ask yourself that, how much of God now do I keep? Not how much do I give to God, but how much do I keep? So God has given me 50,000. Amen. God has given When I started work, my salary was 300 Ghana cities. Amen. That's what God gave me. I was very happy. It was a big salary. It was big. Three million. Who named three million? If you weren't three million before. Hallelujah. Today, God has increased it. Amen. It is 350 Ghana cities. Amen. Hey, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Amen. So I asked God that, how much of that do I keep? Because it is God who gave me. Amen. All right. So receiving God's blessing, we, the, the summary over there is that we are blessed by grace, all right? We acknowledge God as our source. We receive our, the blessings with joy, as we see in Deuteronomy and then 1 Timothy 6, 7. And then learning to receive is our readiness for growth, a very important point. If we learn to receive, that's our readiness for growth, okay? So as you get out of here, please learn to receive, Amen. Learn to receive, Edna. Amen. Learn to receive. Let's learn to receive. Amen. That is readiness for growth. Somebody wants to help you. Don't be afraid. Accept it. Amen. Yeah. No, accept it. Don't worry. You come into the presence of the Lord. You're covered by the, by the Spirit. He won't do anything with you. He won't use it for chichinga. Amen. Amen. All right. And then God wants us to enjoy his blessings. Because if he has given you, enjoy it. And don't be afraid. If you have a nice dress, wait. Eh? I need to wash a dress. Hallelujah. I had to take this 10-year-old dress because I'm going for this and <laughs> some, some other things. <laughs> Amen. Today's a long day. Amen. The next part is, once we have received, once we have received, and oh, this, this dress is 10 years. Once we have received, amen, we manage it. Amen. We manage it. Okay. So let's go. All right, let's go into the management aspect of it. All right. So managing God's blessings. All right. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We receive wisdom. We manage God's property in wisdom. Amen. All right. We manage God's property in what? In wisdom. Hallelujah. Wisdom enables us to manage God's blessings with an eternal perspective. God motivates us to seek after things that are pure and right to seek after God's direction as we follow his plan. And it's not popular with people and worldly interests. It will give us ultimate victory over Satan and death. 
That is how God expects us to. We are managing his property with an eternal focus. Amen. When he you, you says you're managing it with an eternal focus, he's talking about the fact that you're not managing it for your lifetime. You're managing it beyond your lifetime. Amen. The people who started this church, they started this church and they managed it for an eternal focus. So by the grace of God, if the current managers of a church do not manage it, and then by the time you realize the church, they say, I saw Enugu. Have you seen I saw Eguda? How many of you have seen I saw Eguda? You have seen some. How does it look like? Nobody was there. <laughs> That's the story of Ego. Obiamba. Sunday Obiamba. We manage it with an eternal perspective. So whatever you have been given, whether it is a gift, whether it's a talent, and we'll come, we'll come down into, into that. Amen. All right. Let's see two examples of people who managed, who managed God's blessings with worldly wisdom rather than with God's wisdom. Amen. And we have the parable of the rich fool. All right. This rich fool managed the thing with a lot of God's wisdom. Okay, now I, I understand why it's more. Eh? Okay. So, now I understand why. But he managed God with a lot of worldly wisdom. He went for all the management training courses. Amen. He increased his capacity. He went for um, Stanford Business School. Amen. All right, he went to the Makola Business School, amen, as well. All right, he came to the MTN Academy, amen. He attended all the things. And then he said, ah, my business has grown. As for my business, it has grown, though. Bishop, my business has grown. Last year, my revenues were one billion. Hello? Who's in India, bro? Hello? It's one billion. It's one billion. Who knew? Oh, yeah, jealous. Business here, one billion. One billion profit. Actually, let me give you the statistics well. It was one billion dollars. It's, it's on the stock market, so it's fine. Okay, I'm not breaking anybody's decision. One billion dollars in, uh, in revenue, one billion in profit. Only uh, Naki understands it, or Nateki understands it. The rest of you don't understand it. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, I know. Bishop understands. Yeah, look, he managed it well. But he made one mistake. He, made my, he said, oh, and I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain stored up for many years. Take life easy and be merry. God was not pleased with his wealth. God was, God was not displeased with his wealth. God was not displeased with his wealth. But he was, he was displeased with the fact that the man wanted to keep it for himself. Because whatever he has given us is not for you. You are to manage it with an eternal perspective. Amen. You are to manage it as accountants will go on so that it becomes a going concern. So that every year, every year it can, it can produce. That you are not ending the business this year. Amen. And God said, you fool. You fool. You have done all these things. And you are keeping it for yourself. I, I will sleep and be merry. Because I have stored up enough on the stock exchange. I have this and that and that and that. And God struck him down. Amen. Let's look at the second example. The rich young man. Very successful manager. Rich man in love with his money. Jesus asked him, go and sell everything and come and follow him. Because it wasn't about the money. He wa it wasn't about the money. It was about an eternal perspective. Amen. Alright. God wanted to break... The power of mammon. And yesterday I was, I was searching on mammon. Hallelujah. Amen. On mammon. Mammon is the god of money. Mammon itself means money. All right. He, he, God wanted to break the power of money. So if you have come to the stage where you cannot break from the money, you say, Charlie, you know what? I for do over time. I for do over time. Uh, so if you work 40 hours a week, Charlie, I for do another 40 hours a week over time. Charlie, so I go double my salary. Then Sunday, so Sunday, Sunday be double over time, eh? Saturday is one and a half, isn't it? So Sunday, umba sorry cry because Sunday, ukot nahoa. Charlie, Philip, your people they will come. Target day, Monday for produce. So the people will come. Charlie, as they come, they Charlie. And then how many hours did you do? You did uh, three hours. Charlie, and five. <laughs> Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to break that, Amen. 
And the, the, the third one is the parable of the talents. All right. The parable of the talent in terms of managing God's money, managing God's property. We manage it for the eternal perspective. And I love Matthew 25 very well. Okay. I love Matthew 25 very well. One of the scriptures that probably may be from 1 to 46, I may still be able to memorize, but, or even quotes. Right. But Matthew 25, some time ago, I did some study. So in preparing for this, I redid that one because I needed to check whether the values were still correct. Parable of the talent. God gave Danso one talent. And he gave um, Danso, you can use it for one talent. It's okay. Danso is one talent. There are people who I can't use for two talents. Then he gave Bishop uh, two talents. And he gave Philip uh, five talents. All right. Now the talent. The talent was a big money. The talent was big money. And um, I searched again. You know, the talent, the talent is worth, okay, so let me give you a, a breakdown of biblical currency. Now, the denarii, the denarii was a day's, a day's wage, all right? A day's wage for a soldier, all right? And the denarii was then about $100 in today's currency. So if you say, I pay you one denarii, so you remember the man who went to the field and said, ah, but you, if I employ them for two hours and pay them, my time is up. Uh, okay, my time is not up. Don't worry, I'll finish. <laughs> so if I employ them for this, 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 that, and I pay them one denarii. So a denarii was, was like that. It was a day's wage. Now, 300 denarii. 300 denarii was a year's wages. Now, what was 300 denarii? Where does 300 denarii come from? 300 denarii was the value of the oil that was broken on Jesus' feet. Right? That was a year's wages. A year's wages. That's how come, you know, um, Apostle Judas said, Ah, Bishop, we have broken a year's wages at your feet. Can you believe it? That was a year's wages. So multiply 100 by what? By 300. So you get roughly like $300,000 was being broken down on that alabaster box. It, it was a jar, the Bible calls, of very expensive perfume. It must have been from India or somewhere else. But that was the value. Now, let's go. We have not even come to Talento. Now, 6,000 denarii is equal to one talent. Hello? I said what? 6,000 denarii. When you do the mass, I know some of you, you have stopped school, so don't worry. The calculation goes, it's around $18 million. $18 million. Some rounded up to $20 million. Because I know all of us didn't do science and those things, so let's round it to the $20 million. Amen. $20 million is okay. He gave $20 million to Danso. Hallelujah. Brad Danso. Amen. And Brad Danso, as good as Brad Danso is, Brad Danso went to put the $20 million. Dollars. The government is looking for one billion. You have twenty million, and that, brother and so went to put it. Go to the this in there, the the picture so that they will see it. That's brother and so over there. Hallelujah. This is Danso in the middle. He's wearing Jesus's sash. <laughs> He's digging the ground, putting twenty million over there. Brother and so twenty million in all this shared ground, or their shared ground. <laughs> and then the person who had uh, this in the two talents. Oh, he went to work. And then Elon Musk. Hallelujah. Elon Musk. <laughs> Brother Philip. In And he got five more. Got five more. They continued the work. How do we manage God? So what has God given you? What talent are you sitting on? That you have not quantified. That you are putting in the ground, brother. And so at this time of the day, you are digging the ground. Hot sun. Hallelujah. Even digging the ground is more difficult than going to the bank. <laughs> eh? You dig. You see, have you seen somebody digging before? Have you seen somebody sweating? Come and see that. So, <laughs> sweating. Putting the money down so that nobody can steal it. Amen. <laughs> and he dug. He dug the whole period and put 20 million in the ground. God expects us to manage his gifts, to manage his wealth that he's given us with diligence, with an eternal perspective. 
Today, you might see it as, that's, that's a, those are the other two guys. They are standing there. But what are you having? How are you managing what you have received? What you have received could be your talent. What you have received could be what you are doing. How are we managing it? And we manage it with an eternal perspective. Amen. Amen. We manage it with an eternal perspective. So, if you see that this is what God has given you, God enables us to, and enables us and equips us to develop and manage the blessings that he, he gives to us. He wants us to rely on his wisdom. So every day, one of the prayers you must pray is that, God, give me wisdom. How do I manage these things that you have given me? How do I manage the small group that you have given me? How do I manage my small office, the small number of people? If you're not able to manage the people, you will not be able to manage. I remember the first time I had to manage a, a project. It was $39.6 million. Amen. Ten years ago. That was big. In fact, it was the biggest, biggest project we had done. We're changing everything in our network. And this is me. But, you see, when you ask God for wisdom, you're managing for somebody. When you ask God for wisdom, God will see you through. Amen. When you ask him for wisdom, because he says, if you need wisdom, ask me. So he's giving us resources, but he says, come to me for how you are also going to manage it. And you realize that you will throw it away. Today, if you give me 100 million, or we manage more than that now, more than that now. If you give 100 million, or you even bring 200 million, I'll swallow it for you and say, bring more. Hallelujah. Because you have built the capacity to handle 5 million. I remember the first time I moved into a certain division, and then uh, on my sheet was about 2 million. Two million. And the way the people used to give me pressure. Two million. Charlie, two million. Two million. Two million. The way I'm saying the two million, you're even surprised. Because maybe yours is not two million. <laughs> Hallelujah. But each according to his capacity, he gave them. God may have given you the capacity to manage 20 million. But like brother, so you are digging the ground. Amen. Brother, so stop digging the ground. Hello. Tell somebody, stop digging the ground. It's not this brother, so who's digging all? It's not him. It's the one in the picture, but that's bad also. Hallelujah. <laughs> the two may be the same, but they are not one. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right. Okay. So we, we go and then God wants us to manage our blessings with an eternal perspective. That whatever we are doing, whatever God has given you, whether it's your family, you're managing it with an eternal perspective. Amen. Now we move on to the part three. All right. So in this one, we've talked about first about receiving God's blessing. Very important. All right. We've talked about sharing, managing God's blessing. We're going, moving on to the third one, which is sharing God's blessing, which is normally what you um, would, would do in terms of how do we give. Hallelujah. So let's look at um, that, that perspective as, as well. And um, having received God's blessings graciously and managed them faithfully, we can now share them joyfully. You see, if you don't receive it, if you've not learned to receive, and you've not managed it well, you don't have anything to give. Right? That's what come in Malachi. The people were saying that, ah, when we put our money, it's like our pocket have holes. We don't see where the money goes because we've not managed it well. All right? So how do we now, how do we now share it? Now that we know how to receive it, now that we know how to manage it. All right? So that we can see that, according to the scripture that we, we read, that freely have received, freely give. And the one that we, that we read, uh, look. Uh, what's the name? Luke 6, 37. You will come there. Maybe we're not there yet. All right. So, and he says, having received God's blessings, we can now share them. And we come now to the Macedonian churches in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, what were the Macedonian churches? Now, these were the churches, the Macedonian churches, at least three of them we know. We know the church of Philippi, all right, the Thessalonican church, and then we know the church of Berea. Now, these churches formed what is called the Macedonian churches. All right, okay? These churches were in deep need, right? These churches were in deep need. But Paul said something, and he said, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you having all sufficiency in all things, you may abound in every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, you may abound in what? Every good work, every, right? And I, 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 I underlined and made the statement. He says, when we give, we show the work of God's grace in our hearts. Giving is a work of grace. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, giving is a work of grace. 
Tell another person, giving is a work of grace. Because now, somehow strangely, though God has given you, you have managed it, to give it back, it's a work of grace. God has to give you that grace. So in order for us to be able to give, we need to always ask God that, look, God, give me that grace. He said, God is able to make that grace so that you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to us every good work. And he said, grace, God loves a cheerful giver. The grace of giving. Now we're going to look at how do we give, how do we get to the grace of giving? Amen. Because it is not like, and that's how come the Second Corinthians, if you've not read it, Second Corinthians 8 and 9 talks about the Macedonian churches and how they give to, to Paul, right? Even in their deep need. All right. You don't need to have everything to give. You need to ask God for the grace. First and foremost, he has given you, you're managing what he has. He says that despite the fact that you have it now, it's not yours. So this dress is not yours. He says, give it back to me and I'll give it back to the Lord. Amen. You don't need to have a lot to give. But when you're able to manage what you have, even in deep, you see, when you have a lot and you are giving, that's not, that's not difficult. Amen? When we have two cars, right, at a certain point, we had two cars when we got married. And we had to give one out. And I remember Susie was pregnant. And she needed a car. But somebody needed the other car more than we did. All right. So we gave the car out. Amen. You see, when you have two, today, maybe I have three or four, right? It's very easy. Una, take one. Very easy. I like that. She's receiving it. One day, I'll actually dash you a car. <laughs> Say amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm also open for car. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see that when you get to the place where you can give despite your circumstance, where it is not like you have. This week I was talking to the missionary in charge of the, the Northern Volta area. All right. He sent, he called me. He's, he's been calling me and then I, was, I couldn't pick. But this Wednesday I called him and then we, we spoke. And then he says, ah, my boss, we are doing something. It's called Reverend Wilson. So we are doing something. We are setting up a new church at Lolobi. Amen. At Lolobi this, this Christmas. So... Um, we need money. Ah, me, I need money. Oh. Hello. We need money. Oh. He said, we need money. How much? He sent me the budget. They need like 9,100. He said, okay, that's fine. I said, you know what? We'll, so this, this Sunday, I announced that church that, okay, look, we'll try and see what we can do for them. Amen. You see, you, you, we don't need to. You people, you have a church. You, you people, you don't even need a church. Hallelujah. Tell me when you are sorry. You're not doing fundraising. You're not raising funds for land. You're not raising funds for anything. Hallelujah. Bishop, you're raising funds for anything. No, when you're raising funds, you're raising funds for renovation. I want a new, bigger screen. Amen. <laughs> screen, I bet tall, uh, tall land for 25. Amen. Amen. But the point is that despite the fact that you have your need, you are able to find that grace to give that. Because grace, you see that somebody, is it grace? Grace. You see that somebody has that need more than you. Amen. And so, out of that deep abundance, out of that deep poverty, that, that, that the, Bible, the Bible says, it says, you give. Hallelujah. And so, we, we let, let me, I, I think I'm getting to the end. So, we give, the first point about, in terms of sharing God's blessings, that we give despite our circumstance. The Macedonians were poor, and they had no hope of receiving anything from Paul, yet they gave joyfully and liberally, and Paul said that in his word. Amen. They had no hope of receiving anything, but they gave joyfully and liberally. They gave enthusiastically. The Macedonians were more than willing to be included in the offerings for the poor in Jerusalem. In fact, they begged to be included. Amen. They begged to be included. Despite their deep, deep need, their giving was voluntary. Third, we give as Jesus gave. The Macedonians gave themselves first to, first to the Lord. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 3, it says, they give themselves first to the Lord. Amen. The grace of giving is a mark of life. It says, we give willingly. We give by faith. Hallelujah. And there's one point I want to get to. We give to honor God. All right? We give to honor God. The Macedonians desired to glorify God by using what he had given them. And, and please, when you get home, you can go into 2 Corinthians 8 
and 9, the two chapters. Amen. And then the last one, is says, we give with a cooperative spirit for kingdom promotion. We give because we want to join God's work. He said, there must be a desire to be partners in the gospel and share with other believers. Amen. You give with a cooperative spirit. So, whilst we have need, I think some people also have need. I've been to Lolobi before. Amen. All right. The reason I know those areas is that I work in those areas sometime. All right. And for those of you who come from the Bota region, you have to thank me and bring me a distance. Bring me a royalty. Amen. Because most of the network in that place, I put it there. Amen. But under the auspices of somebody. Amen. <laughs> Not me. Where do I get the money from? All right. So, point is that despite all that they give, you give for kingdom promotion. Go to Lolobi. Lolobi, who comes from Lolobi? Who comes from Hohoi? The Hohoi people didn't come to church. They, they don't even live in Ghana. sorry. Where are the Botarians? Where do you come from? Hohoi. Akbozume, here, no. Hohoi. Hey, Hohoi people, where are you? The two of you, Vida. And uh, what's the name again? Francisca. Move your way. Move your lobby. Hallelujah. The point is that it says they give with a cooperative spirit. So today, you can ask yourself, all right, whilst we, whilst we have needs, where do you cooperate? Some of you are trained by SU. Do you give back to SU? Some of you are trained by some groups. Uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. Do you give? All those groups are dying. And we need to give, hallelujah, to be partners in God's work. We give to be partners. We're raising funds for something. Give to be part of it. Hallelujah. This year, we, we said that we're going to send, um, um, as we, the, 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 the fundraising is from, their church planting is from 24th to the 3rd of January. I think they'll use the whole Christmas, and then they'll start a church, maybe do the whole night, and then blah, 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 they'll, they'll start it. We said, look, you know what? I may not have that money. But I think in my wardrobe, I have a lot of things in there that can go. They are not dresses that are necessarily sport. Amen. Right. A lot of you, um, Kogwaba, uh, Hobson, you have dresses that they are not sport, but because you have grown big, now your trousers, they don't fit again. You wish you would slim, but the slimming is not coming. Hallelujah. Philip. Streaming is not coming, so a lot of the trousers they have been relegated. You have a lot today. Now, the dress when you wear it, it's pimpy knees, it's tight. Hallelujah! And to me, hallelujah! Who can't even move your leg? Hallelujah! Anywhere you wear, then you have to walk in church like this because immediately you extend the leg. Hey, Captain Planet, hallelujah! Amen. If you extend your leg, no, Charlie, trouble. You have a lot of those. Go and bring them. Hallelujah. And let us give. Amen. All right. Coming to the end. Amen. Coming to the end. All right. We see giving in the church. We see a lot of giving in the church. We see the widow of Zarephath. You know, God commanded. This woman didn't have anything. She didn't have nothing. And then she went to the prophet. <laughs> and the prophet, I don't have money. I don't have nothing. And the prophet says, you know what? You... Go and do some cake and bring me one first. Hallelujah. And the woman never lacked. Amen. She gave. Amen. She was willing. David gave over and above. Amen. Over and above. Abraham gave unconditionally. The Israelites gave too much. The good Samaritan, she gave. Even though she was asking questions, she gave. Hallelujah. The widow's offering, the anointing of Jesus, that's what we talked about in terms of the... But, um, putting 300 denarii at his feet. Hallelujah. And Jesus said something, that everywhere where the gospel is preached, this woman will not fail to be mentioned. Hallelujah. Amen. What are we giving to the Lord that will come up as a fragrance before him? Amen. Just like the centurion. He says, your, your fragrance, your, your, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial before me. Hallelujah. They have come up as a memorial before me. What are you doing that God you know, can see. Amen. God can see. Amen. Barnabas. Barnabas gave, he sold his land and gave all to the church. Brought to the apostles' feet. Zacchaeus. In ending, what is it that we have to give? 
Amen. What is it that we have to give? What is it that we have to make? In our, in our scripture that we read, it says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will men put, put on you. Hallelujah. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, it says that, Show your, show your the bread onto the waters, and after many days, Ecclesiastes 11, 1, after many days you will find it. Amen. It said, For with the same measure you measured, it will be measured back to you. Amen. Hallelujah. With the same measure, it says, give, 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 and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. So we've learned three things. We've learned first that we must open up for receiving. Amen. That's a very important point. And if you don't learn anything today, I want us to learn that, please, as you step out of here, open up for receiving. Open up for love. Amen. You have been closed too long. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the PDYC podcast. We trust that this message has brought great transformation your way. Connect with us on our Instagram page that's at pdyc.cbc and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. At this point, we would want to give you a special opportunity to give your life to Jesus if you do not yet know Jesus Christ practically as your Savior and Lord. Say this heartfelt prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross to save me from distraction and from aborting my purpose on earth. Please come into my heart and reign as Lord and Savior from today. Wow, congratulations! If you send this prayer to the Lord from your heart, you are now a child of God and heaven rejoices over you today. You are invited to join us or any Bible-believing church so that you can grow strong in Jesus. For counseling or help, kindly call 0244-997760. PDYC, a shining light to the nations.